Heidi ho welcome back all you powerhousers <laughs> hello everyone zach shu here host a host the other host dan the host i'm the other host dan turbyville the, host, the hostess with the mostest yeah i got i have i before we get do anything i have a bone to pick with this audience here uh you guys you guys out there you see me is this who am i talking to there you are i see you i got my notes here i'm very disappointed in you guys I look back at the stats. Nobody watched last week's episode. Are you kidding me? I can't believe it. Hey, hey. You know what we did last week? It says it right here. Oh, let me see that. Oh. It does. Was it Thanksgiving sure. last week? It sure does. It has all of the notes right here. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's my special. That's my We didn't have a we didn't have an episode last week. No. <laughs> we we did uh we did for five minutes, and we we're like, yeah, uh, we just hey. had a howdy doody. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Um, for those who caught the little four-minute segment where we talked about us and some gratitude for the show and each other, and every I wished everybody happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for whoever watched that. Um, and here we are back on schedule, back on track. So, uh, welcome to the show. We're presented by Memphis Fence Company, um, MFC Manufacturing, and Simpalo. Uh, our Zach and Dan here. Zach and Dan are effectively Indeed. in the building. We are so here. So they say. Okay. Uh, oh, I think wait. that's it. Wait, oh. wait, wait. We are live. We are live. I have to figure out how to... Hold on. 901-878-4987. Man, we did that pretty good that So time. we got a good phone number here if anyone wants to call in. Is it scrolling across the bottom? We got it a little is. ticker. It is. So y'all just pull over. Don't have a wreck. Just pull over to the side and write that number down. Give us a call. Cool, we got a guest. I guess they can already see Justin. Normally, we kind of wait to unveil the guest about oh. a little ways after the intro. There you go. Now, now he's gone. He's already there. So I guess uh, <laughs> we're all three kind of sick, but I'm pretty committed to doing this unless it falls on a holiday, in which case family comes all first. So, right? I mean, you were on for four minutes on a holiday. That's That's more than anybody else. We cheated. Yeah. In yeah. all transparency, we filmed it on Wednesday. Yeah. So oh. and it was like, so I was at home, Alaria was at home, and Zach, you were here. Yeah. But the other two of us were at home. So, here a lot. but we did something. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Look who's, look who's talking. Look who's talking. No, we're all sick. We say that. Justin, you've been sick. I've been sick all week. I don't know what's going on. I have this nasty flu bug and my kids are both sick and my kids are in elementary school. My second grader, one of the second grade classes has 26 kids in it. And just the other day they had seven that were in attendance because the rest were sick and two of them threw up during class. So they ended the day with five. Wow. (laughs) So that tells you how it's going here in West Michigan with everybody being sick. It's pretty bad around these parts, at least. I, I was home last week because we dealt with that all week. You know, throwing up and uh, runny noses and fevers and coughing and all of that. And uh, so I'm, I think I'm like at the tail end of it. Luckily, I'm the only one. My daughter's kind of got a cold, but she's just toughing it out. She's five and she doesn't. I don't think she's affected like by that. She right. has a ray of sunshine all the time. So it's pretty impressive to see like when kids get sick. And I mean, they're, they'll like go lay down for 20 minutes and then get up and start running in circles. And then we're like on our deathbed for three days. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Which yeah, is where it happens when they get sick because they get us sick. Yeah. So right. That's right. the worst of it all, I guess. Yep. So anyone who doesn't have kids, 
just be prepared. You're going to get sick a lot. Yeah, enjoy it now. Just, you know, enjoy going through the whole fall winter season feeling fine. Once that hits five, six years old, that's over. That's yeah. over. My, my buddy of mine used to always give me crap because I'd get sick every winter. And he just had his most, first kids most recently. And his oldest daughter, Emma, just went into preschool. And he texted me the other day unprompted saying, like, dude, I'm sorry for picking on you. I'm sick all the time. I'm going to die. Right. I'm like, yep, you're welcome. And I just uh, beat it to it's all. It's crazy. It's crazy. So um, Zach kind of touched on this a little bit, but thank you to everybody that does listen. And that is kind of what our Thanksgiving episode was too. Uh, but you can uh, give us a like, a comment, a rating, uh, whatever social media options there are. I don't even know. Yeah, we'd love to hear some feedback. I mean, ultimately, this this podcast spawned out of a desire to share our experience for whatever that's worth um, with the public. It's for it, the listeners. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. So. Um, any kind of feedback would be awesome. Um, if you call or comment, if you're able to, if you're on a platform where you can comment during the show, we have the ability to post your comment while, you know, and we'll answer it and use that as a maybe talking point. Well, we can, yeah. I say we have the, we have the ability. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And, um, let us know what you want to hear, who you want us to have on the show, what you want us to talk about. Any of that kind of feedback is great. So, Justin, I don't know if you've watched any previous episodes or familiar, but we have a segment that I'll introduce now, which is Italian for the week. And I have a vision for a big cartoony, like a flashy thing introduction. But so once give a us, week, Alaria sounds. No, that's it's a drum roll. Technically a drum roll. I mean, it is drums. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Okay, we're getting it. We're getting there. So, Alaria speaks fluent Italian. Is from italy um so she does speak italian yeah. right so and so what we have alaria proposes a word for us that's pertinent to the show and then we all try to say it and she basically grades us or degrades us however that works out yeah. so so I, I picked two words this week so number one is software it's the same it's just software oh that's boring yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Okay. Um, how about technology? That, that but that hold on a second. That's the joke. That's like the add a a to the end of an English word and it's Italian joke, like software. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, it's a coffee. Uh, uh did I tell you I told you I was watching some like car show or whatever, and this guy did this like four or five times because they were reviewing an Italian car. And like four or five times, he just made up some word in Italian, and he was right all five times. It was crazy. <laughs> all right. So, so again, I'd like to interject this word cognate, which is the word that sounds the same in two different languages. They sound so similar that you can almost just say the same word. That's the only way I get it right in Italian, is if it is the I same agree. word. Yeah. <laughs> Italian. It's Italian for Italian. Right. <laughs> all right. So how about technology? Technologia. No, give no, us no, something come better. On. Come on. All right, Justin, you got this one. You want me to say it in Italian or you want me to give her a different word to say? Uh, the tech technology in Italian. Uh, technologia? Yes, good yeah, job. Good job. Hey, give me yeah. an easy one. That must be my first time as a guest on the show, softball. Yeah. So, <laughs> how do you say nose? I have like a stuffed stress ball nose. How do you Perfect. say nose? He's got it. Nazo, yeah, Nazo's like fun, nose. but it is fun. That's that sounds cool. like a children's cartoon character. That's I great. I, I never expected you to just pull 
<laughs> a big fluffy nose off your desk. Uh, I can't. I can't. It turned into a cold and flu commercial. <laughs> My favorite ones around here. Here it is. How do you say toilet? I have a squish ball toilet too. Toilette. Toilette. What? What? Water. Oh, well, that's, that's way different. Vatera? <laughs> no, there's no E at the end. Oh. Vater? Vater. Oh, like water? It sounds like water. It, it, it spelled like water. Huh. Vater? <laughs> I got to get on you under that vater. <laughs> well, I'm out of squishy stress ball objects, so I guess those are, <laughs> there are two. Well, that was a good I one. like it. Yeah, I hope the show just turns into you showing us things in your house and we name them in Italian. <laughs> Is there, I mean, you could do like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have an arcade machine. His <laughs> arcade machine that he has behind him. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? Well, <laughs> show us something else. What is that? It's in Italian. I have like a Legend of Zelda poster. <laughs> yes. Was that a poster? Yeah. So, poster? Poster. <sighs> Come on. This is pretty close. All right, we're moving on. How do you say <laughs> coffee? Is it just like cafe? How do you say coffee? Cafe. Yeah. Cafe. What about in German? Cafe. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that word is too easy. So, I mean, I got, yeah, I got too much stuff around. We, we could spend the entire show doing this, but right. I cool. don't know that the listeners will get much out of it. Thank you for humoring me. Yeah, but it is fun Anytime. for us, I guess. That's what I'm here for. It's about all right. I can add. So. so both Justin and I will be at the Thornton Fence Business Conference week after next. Yeah. So Justin is a presenter. He is doing the Fence Business Technology Forum. Do you uh, do you have any preview of anything that, that you might talk about during that? Um, Not necessarily a preview that I can show. I mean, I do have a bulk of it done. But it's going to be, I mean, the thing with me now at this point, and you guys have met me a few times in person as well, I've done a lot of different kind of presentations and speeches and just educational sessions. So I'm trying to really change it up this time and have totally new content, something completely different with a little more of a deep dive into solutioning out so people can leave with actual actionables around technology and what they think they can implement day one, day two, day three. Um, so there'll be everything from a little bit of artificial intelligence tease, just because it's been requested, to a new deck on technology in general, and then a panel, which we just sort of put together today, where it's going to have, you know, five to six, I think six total of different software companies represented, where they're all just going to sit and allow the audience to ask questions and get all the stuff that they want to have and get advice from the foremost leaders in technology in the space. So Dan will be on that panel. Um, a lot of people represented, but yeah, people who understand it, who know the pain points of it, who may be able to help you in your mission to implement technology and help you understand what some of the roadblocks and the hurdles might be ahead of time and just really help prepare you for the smoothest, you know, growth transition into technology as possible. So a little bit more interactive than usual, but I also have like hours, which I don't typically have. So I decided to mix it up a little bit. Cool. Yeah. So the panel will be audience driven based on basically a Q&A. So. Yep, pretty much. I'll have a few seed questions just to kind of start stuff off. But yeah, really the goal will be, I mean, there's I think 90-ish attendees now already registered yeah. for the Winter Fence Forum. So it's a lot more than we initially thought was we were going to have. Um, but it'll be kind of interesting to see what people drive forward with those questions because those are what really, really need to get answered. And instead of just listening to me talk for two hours, figured I'd bring up six or seven others 
that would allow it to diversify the knowledge and get everybody's different viewpoints. So that's kind of one of the things that's a lot different than any other time I've put on this sort of a talk. Cool. Cool. Well, and excited. that would be the question I would have asked you is how does this delineate from what we saw in Vegas and you? Yeah, Vegas, there was just estimation software was in Vegas, which is, this is going to have not just estimation, but all sorts of software. Cool. Uh, it's going to kind of combine software and AI because I there's a lot of people asking for AI, but I don't want to dedicate a whole hour to it. So we'll probably get 20, 30 minutes on different artificial intelligence changes and new updates in the industry. And in, and in addition with that panel, obviously, we'll add a little more organic content to the mix. Cool. That, I'm excited about the whole the whole thing, right? Just being yeah. there, networking with people for a few days and all that's going to be super cool. And I'm a little bit terrified to go sit on a stage with y'all in front of 90 people and ask whatever random question they can come up with. No, it'll be fine. They'll Basically, be like sitting at your desk here at Memphis Fence Company. Well, that's true. <laughs> See, so yeah, now you know. Now you understand why I did it. Because if I didn't bring you all up, it would be just me trying to answer all those. <laughs> now I only need to know like one out of every seven. And you just heard to Dan on that question. See, yeah. Let's just refer defer to the panel, Mark. What do yeah. you think? You know, that's right. So <laughs> just talk it at someone else. We have to be paying attention. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to throw them directly at you. So anything yeah. I don't want to answer, you're getting. So you're you're just I'm going to give you the really hard ones, Dan. Yay. I'm looking forward to it. You yep. I like a good challenge. So my wife was on the show. I don't know when she did this, what, a month or so ago. And I mean, she came in here with some notes and she started asking me questions about, you know, like stuff that people had been posting on the, the yeah. fence Facebook groups and stuff like that. Right. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Just put me right on the spot here live. Yes. So it was pretty exciting. I'm That's sure you were 100% fine. Yeah, yeah. It worked. It worked. So it's going to be cool. I don't know if people can still sign up, but if you can, you should. And if you didn't, I'm sure they'll do it again next year, assuming that, you know, since there's a, a good turnout and all of that stuff, I'm sure it'll happen again next year. So definitely check it out then if you don't make it now. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what the plans are either, but I, I find it hard to say that, like, if an industry is asking for something, participating in it and learning from it, that it wouldn't be a repeat object. But yeah, you know, that's for sure. not, not my decision to make. So I was just invited. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no. And I'm just speculating. I obviously have no idea. I'm just <laughs> go where I'm told kind of guy, you know. Yep. Um, so do you have any other events that are kind of scheduled in the future in the fence industry? Yeah, so I'll be at the Northeast chapter of the AFA in Connecticut doing education out there. Um, we got invited invited to the West Coast Fence Show, which happens only every couple years. Out, out you know, obviously, Fence Tech is huge. Fence Tech's, you know, the big premier event of the year um, for many, many years now. Fence Show is catching up real quick, just as almost just as big now. Um, okay. And it had a great turnout for the very first ever Fence Show. So we'll be back there, of course. Um, but really anywhere that, you know, the AFA, the FWA, whoever's putting on an organized event wants us to be part of it. We try to facilitate making as many of them as, as we can. Um, you know, we can't make everything. There's things we invited to that we just can't make happen due to schedules or whatever, but yeah. we try to get around as many places as I can and, and help as many folks as possible. Um, you know, like I said, it's not, can't do everything. So if you go somewhere and we're not there, it's not because we didn't choose to be, there's just, sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, we're being 
now Aston invited to most of these, which is really cool because I've, I've never been to a West Coast Vent show, but that's in Reno, I think, beginning of September. Um, cool. So that one should be interesting as well, just because it should be a new group of folks, you know, more West Coasters than than Midwest and Eastern like Fence Tech usually draws. So yeah. I guess we'll see how that all goes too. But yeah, I mean, I'm around quite a bit. Um, I do a lot of stuff not in Fence, as you know, too, just because ArcSight is multi-vertical. Um, so I was just down for the synthetic turf council in new Orleans and all over the place. So I just, I bounce around quite a bit. Keeps me busy. That's for sure. So, uh, speaking of the fence show, Brian mm -hmm. commented on here. He said, look at this crew. <laughs> nice. Brian is a, he's a mover and a shaker for sure. That dude. I mean, I don't know if he sleeps. I'm pretty confident he doesn't. I don't think or, so, man. He's everywhere doing everything. It's crazy. It's incredible how much like movement and value he's been able to add to an industry is wild uh, in such a short amount of time. I mean, he went from the SWA not even being a thing to having a huge trade show just yeah. like that. And I was like, goodness gracious. And I got my FWA membership card in the mail the other day, like a physical card. And I was yeah. like, look at that. I got an actual card. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It was almost like overnight. This thing just came out of nowhere and it just exploded. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they're focusing on, you know, healthcare and benefits and member discounts and discounts at Lowe's and all sorts oh, of yeah. stuff. I mean, just if you're a little guy out there and you're like, I don't know what to do for health insurance, like they're fighting to make that sort of stuff happen. You know, it's really cool to see. Yep. So I actually, I, I talked to a guy that does the FWA healthcare forum mm -hmm. and the the guy was super helpful. And unfortunately, I don't remember his name. <laughs> it's been a few weeks ago and I'm absolutely terrible at names. So please don't be offended. But I will say the guy was super helpful. He called me up and I mean, we sat on the phone probably like 30 or 45 minutes and he went through like every detail about what they offer and told me all about it. So I was pretty impressed with that. You know, customer service goes a long way for me. And when somebody picks up the phone and spends that kind of time with you just because you asked a question, it's pretty cool. So if you uh, if you're looking for something. I'd suggest checking it out and at least seeing what they offer and what they could do for you for sure. That's pretty funny on a podcast where our topic is all of these forms of technology that help to integrate our business to take out some of the human part of that. We're talking about AI and I use a lot of automations in the yeah. software and we're like, let's get the guy out of the field and he can measure mm -hmm. these things from his desk. But then we're also on the other end, still have to maintain that level of, of human uh, contact where, you know, we still want good customer service. I still want to be able to call a person on the phone. I think that's a value that you're bringing is here's a real tangible person to talk to us about these non-tangible things that, you know, for me kind of being new to technology, they can be a bit, you know, under, overwhelming at first. And, and maybe a lot of people are so scared that they're unwilling to even try to implement you know yeah and that's kind of where i try to you know just give a base level knowledge to help people understand the purpose behind it it's not to replace people don't get me wrong i'm not buying something without a human element not many people are but people don't necessarily trust sales people or trust sales processes and there's a lot of things you can do to really improve the customer experience where you're not removing that and you're really just taking busy work off your plate with right. this other technology and AI. it allows you to be more in the field it allows you to be more present for your customers allows you to answer the phone quicker you right. know because you're not doing other menial tasks that technology can remove so it really just if you hire a sales guy and they're half their days in a spreadsheet i can guarantee they don't love that because salespeople yeah. are very talkative and they're not 
loving sitting down doing deep work all day. So if you give them the ability to really streamline out their process and do what they do best and talk to folks, they're going to be happy. They're going to perform well. Your sales are going to go up all of the above. So my job is just to try to help people, help educate people on the ways that they can best do that to empower their team to be better at what they're better at versus replacing anybody. So that's interesting. That's what we try to do. And we um, we had Felicia on here before. We've had several members of our team on. Donnie was one of them that we kind of went through a similar thing. But we always, I mean, we'll put somebody in a position and I mean, three days later, it might change. But we like to we like to just play into people's strengths, right? And so we see what they're good at. And we're like, all right, we, we brought you in to do this, but really we want to completely change gears because we think you would be better doing, you know, something else. So, yeah, I can definitely see that if you could kind of like do that same thing with technology. I mean, it's it's a big deal. Put people doing what they're good at. I mean. Yeah, so. Matt Warner has a few stories I've heard him tell in person. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do we do now? That flips. Whoops. Losing some oh. connection here for a second. Yeah. Yeah, there, there we go. he is. All right. So last thing we heard, you said you've heard Matt Warner tell some stories. Oh, yeah. I've heard Matt before talk about he hired a guy in like for production or whatever. I don't know if this I'm probably going to botch the storyline, but yeah. long story short, exactly what you just said. He hired him in for something because that's what he had available and open. And the guy found it and hired for it. Right. But the guy was like awesome. And he ended up moving him to sales, became a top performer, like all this sort of stuff because the guy had the personality. He just applied for what was open, you know, and ended yeah, up in it. Sure. But without knowing your team and spending the time with them one on one and getting to know them and their hopes, dreams, desires. You're never going to know where to cast that person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, so actually one of the things that I put on here was, you know, talking about doing a, a demo and being like on the receiving end of a demo, but it's the same thing when you do an interview, how do you sit with someone for an hour and really know, you know, what that software or that technology offers or what that person offers? It's, it's hard. So all of that, I think is kind of just what we have to do. I mean, we got to roll with the punches. We got to be fluid. So yeah. <clears throat> A lot of it um, has a lot to do with knowing what questions to ask, both during a demo and an interview. So if you know what questions to ask, it'll help you get to the root answers you're looking for a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We just hadn't figured those out yet. <laughs> questions to ask. Uh... <laughs> All right. So next time we have Justin Judy on, it's going to be, what questions do we ask? <laughs> well, I talk about that when I talk about looking for technology. I talk about how you right. can throw it down, what questions you should ask, you know, to really get to the bottom of it. Like questions like how long does your onboarding process take? How long does it take me to learn how to actually use the tool? You know, what are some things other customers who have tried to onboard with this tool have struggled with? You know, ask real questions because at the end of the day, you're going to be in those shoes if you decide to go with that. And it's better to know um, what you could possibly run into roadblock wise before you run into the roadblock. You know, we all like to see the hurdles coming so we can prepare to jump them versus just running into them, stumbling and trying to stand back up. So if we know what we're in for, you know, and it's better for each software company to be honest and transparent because there's no reason not to be. Very few of us are like contractual based where people get locked into anything. Right. So if you don't deliver value, they're just going to leave and you're going to spend a bunch of time selling and onboarding and honestly losing money. So they want to be transparent. You want them to be transparent. Just ask the questions. It helps. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, we hit, that's what we've been doing wrong. We're supposed to see the obstacle coming and or the hurdle coming and get ready to jump. We just keep running into them. 
Yeah. That's one way to do it. I mean, if you're super determined, you'll get to the finish line, but I prefer <laughs> not to hurt my shins on the way down. Oh, but- I just pick them up and, and, and Hulk to the finish yeah. line with an armload of hurdles. <laughs> Dan, help me carry these extra hurdles, man. we got to make it. Yeah. See, but one cool thing about you doing that is then there's no hurdles in the way for everyone else. There we so go. Well, okay. Knocking the hurdles out of the way. Long as you're teaching what you're doing now and you're teaching everybody else, then that's- you're doing them a service and removing their hurdles. That's the whole metaphor. Right. Yeah. That's right. And that is our, that's our podcast is we'll run through the hurdles for you. So you don't have to. We just plow them over though, in a true powerhouse mentality. And you get to watch and laugh and learn from our mistakes. Yep. So speaking of which, speaking of uh, some hurdles, so I sold this job and it's, and uh, I'm going to say some names, but I think I'm going to be okay with it. Uh, so it, it's an Ameristar matrix two fence. First time ever, no idea uh, what it takes to actually install it or anything else, but that's going to be pretty exciting. It's uh, I, I messed with it for a while and finally got a contract on it earlier this week, so looking forward to trying something new. What Can you unveil for us some of the secrecy of this matrix too i don't is it, really is it like a anti-climb a, yeah. or a, okay yeah so it's a it's a high security anti-climb deal and it's got like some some crazy wind load ratings that they required on the fence and so i think uh i think the the post footings have to be like seven or eight foot deep with rebar cages and all this stuff i mean it's it's going to be pretty intense but and these are specifications supplied by the manufacturer or the architect or both what? okay so a, a lot of times what what will what I've seen is the owner or the designers may say we want this wind load rating and then Ameristar I've seen them do it a few times where they'll go to work and they design something that will meet those wind load ratings and I think that's what they did with this one so but yeah, everything you just said 7 8 feet deep cages rebar makes me glad I don't install fence cuz that's <laughs> difficult yeah uh, I'll stand here behind my desk and type away you know <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So will we. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, but you guys still actually do fence stuff. You know, you guys, I did. I did do uh, my first and I I will say do very lightly. I assisted with my first fence about six, four, six weeks ago now. Um, did the Arlington National Fence Cemetery project in D.C. where NAFCA goes and replaces a bunch of fence, you know, just for free, um, just as a service project. They donate the fence and the time and the labor to get it all done, um, sponsored by, you know, fence armor and all sorts of different people who donate stuff. But I got to pull out old chain link fence, including the posts and help put some new ones in. And I actually hand dig some holes. It's hard. Yeah. That's what it looks. Yeah. It, it's not easy, man. That's for sure. Nope, definitely not. I was really good at carrying stuff. I was like, I'll carry that. I can do that. You guys go. Right. And do the thing. So you are in fact a human being. Yes. And yeah. you're not just an advocate for the machine. I, that's no. my question. When I talk to Justin Judy, I'm like, why is this guy selling technology? He's selling, he's computing ones and zeros to me as he speaks and translating it to English. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a fancy AI program. You know, that's all I am. Well, pretty damn good one, just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, sorry, I've been wanting to make that joke. I didn't know if it'd be appropriate, but. Anything's appropriate. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine. Trust me, I've, I've seen much worse. <laughs> so who we have here on the show is Justin Judy, not uh, an affiliate of a company. And so this uh, kind of this is yeah, in the, right. 
Well, he is an affiliate of a company, right? But, but you're not here representing the company. <laughs> no, I'm not here on behalf of ArcSight by any right. means. I mean, I, I do work for ArcSight. You guys all know me as that. ArcSight puts out a lot of educational content and things, which I get to draw from to do a lot of the work I do. Um, you know, but from day one, we've we've never had you know big marketing budgets in defense or anything. It's all been just about try. If we firm believer in the whole you know Joe Everest rising tide raises all ships sort of thing. If you right. help everybody get better, that's good for everybody around, including us. So that's just been kind of the angle I've taken since day one. Just try to help and educate as many people as possible, and turned as many people off of our site as I have onto it. So you know that's just kind of is what it is at this point. And I mean Dan and I have sent people back and forth. You know, just sometimes things aren't good fits. So right. arcs they can help. Cool. If it doesn't, or if you're doing a lot of spec work or whatever, then that's not us. You know, it just comes down to whatever you're trying to do. And I try to come onto these things more, more purely educational and share what I've learned because I've had, I don't know how many thousands of hours of conversation at this point when it comes to fence <laughs> and I've attended, you know, a bunch of stuff, Mr. Fence Academy, all of Tony's summits, you know, I've sat through so many classroom sessions. I feel like I could start a fence company if I wanted to and be pretty good right. at it. But so now I'm going to interject and say, Dan has you here dubbed in our notes as the unofficial software guru for fence. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the unofficial title. I don't know that I've earned an official one. I, I mm -hmm. Well, it's only unofficial because I don't know who would make that designation. Right. So, so until, until fence software guru, Justin Judy joins us tonight on, yeah. a, on an episode of powerhouse. Right. That sounds super official when you say it like that. But no, I I mean, I do, I try to help everywhere. I mean, I do, the, I instruct with Tony, as you guys know, he's right. vouched for me plenty of times that I can remain unbiased. I am doing a large project with the AFA right now. I've worked with the FWA on things. I, I try to help everybody the best I can because really I live in software world. The average fence guy doesn't have time to live in software world, but I do. That's literally what I do all day. So it's easy for me. Speaking of Tony, he, as we know, is a consultant. Have you done any consulting with fence companies or construction companies as Justin Judy, kind of a side no. project? Uh, pro bono-wise, yeah, I've done a few pro bono stuff. I don't charge for any of it because that, that would just be weird. It um, seems to me from the outside, it looks like you might be getting situated or, and maybe don't feel free not to answer this, but are you situating yourself in a position to move into consulting? It seems like you're there. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't even really thought about it. You know, I love my yeah, team, no. our customer base and things like that. And just not even trying to give that political answer, but it's the right. truth of it. I mean, I do work with a couple of freelance consulting firms who will hire me to be an expert in a subject for something. Cool which is really fun because you get to pick your own hourly rate and they're really flexible. Yeah. So oh, you're cool. just like throwing out numbers and they're like, sure. I'm like, cool. That's so you know, they'll call me and they'll be like, Hey, we have this company from here that wants to talk about integrated finance solutions with somebody and they want a two hour interview. What would you charge? And I tell them and then they say, sure. And it's really right. fun. So that kind of happens from time to time, but that's not to do anything with ArcSight or anything else. Sure. That's just sure. for fun. Um, but when it comes to fence companies and helping them, that's something that I really leave to the experts because I, I'm not an expert in running a fence company. That's why I work with people like Tony or Sean. If they call and say, hey, I got questions about tech, I'll lend my expertise to them and let them make the final determining sure. factor. Sure. All right. So you mentioned you've been working on something big with the AFA. Are, are you, uh, you at liberty to discuss this? They haven't told me I can or can't. I'll, essentially, it's not something massive or ridiculous. 
it's an educational forum summit where we're going to get all of the, and Dan, you know about it too. So don't, you're just kind of playing dumb right now, but that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, that's <laughs> my job here. <laughs> well, no, we're, uh, I, we're, I'm literally dumb. So I'm going to. Yeah. No, we're, we're getting all of the fence. Fill me in, Justin. All of the technology no providers together for one big summit to work together to produce educational content. So the great thing about fence that's very different in other industries, and I can speak from experience because we work in multiple verticals, people are really collaborative and don't see each other as like these horrible direct competitor threats to each other's business and livelihood like other folks do. So we're able to get everybody together to put together this large summit leading up to fence tech where it'll be, you know, half a day or longer of just of just webinar type style learning where the FA will produce it and put it on to all the members. It'll be folks like, you know, Simpalo and ArcSight and Fence Cloud and my salesman and Job Nimbus and Company Cam and whoever all on there talking about the solutions. And then they're going to put it into their new, I don't know if I can talk about this. Maybe I can. I don't know. They have a new learning management system. I'll keep it super vague because yeah. I don't know what I can say. Um, where they're going to load it all up into and allow all AFA members just to have this sort of content readily available for them at all times. So if you're somebody who's like, I really know I need or want some sort of software. I don't know where to start. I don't want to sit on a demo because I feel like it's going to be high pressure or I don't want to waste anyone's time. I just want to learn. The AFA is doing a lot of legwork to consolidate all of that information, put it in one place as a resource for members to go on and learn as much as they can. You should see something coming from them as early as next week about this. Just oh, trying wow. to get some promotion out because it's going to happen in the weeks leading up to Fence Tech. I think cool. it's like January 10th. Um, something like that, but it's going to allow everybody to sort of learn at their own pace, contact the companies they want to talk to without having to sign up, giving your information to a company like ours, where then, you know, we can send you an email or something, it, which is the most horrible thing, but some people think it is. So they, uh, you won't have any of that. You'll be able to go straight through the AFA portal, learn about everything, different recorded demos, ask questions, book demos, follow links, all that sort of stuff. And they're trying to systemize that where it's all on-demand content. So, so it's going to be a lot different than what we have in the past. So kind of to summarize that, <clears throat> there's going to be a webinar that is all of the software companies basically talking about their system and what it does. And yep. then after that, it'll be available on demand. Each individual company, you can go watch one of them if you want, instead of sitting through the whole four or five hour, whatever it is, webinar. And then there'll also be links on there to where you can contact all of them and schedule demos and stuff like that. That's how I understand it. Yep. I have been kind of pegged to MC the events to go through and do the conversations with the companies. So, you know, me talking to Dan, me talking to Julie, et cetera, and going through and just discussing all the different things that their softwares do. It's kind of funny because I'm doing it as Justin, not as ArcSight. So I actually will be interviewing an ArcSight person, which is going to feel really weird for me. Um, but it is what it is. And I'll probably bug Alex or KP or somebody uh, to do it. But it'll be interesting because I'll be just totally, I'm just Justin. And as a member of the AFA, exam member of the AFA, um, mm -hmm. interviewing them, you know, that's going to be the way it is. And then me and Nick will actually MC Nick Reich, the head of education for the AFA. You, everybody probably knows him. If you remember the AFA, the dude has every certification under the sun except for one. And the only reason he can't get it is because he wrote it. So he's not allowed to get his own certification. Um, but yeah, no. So that's going to be us working through it and really trying to get as much information out as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's cool. I, uh, so I did mine sitting right here, actually. And uh, it's probably it. It was a, an interesting experience. It's a little different doing this 
and just like having a conversation with a few folks versus doing that and like answering questions so yep. it's uh it's interesting Alaria's over here laughing at me because he was freaking out <laughs> Yeah, I watched a little bit. Getting a live, clean 30 minutes is hard. People stumble, you know, and recording content is such a, I don't know, it's an intimidating thing for so many people. Um, And even though you're naturally good at it, Dan, you know, you might be nervous or have to prep or write notes. It's just because that content's going to be evergreen. It's just going to live there. So if there's something clumsy in it, it's going to be there forever. So one day my kids can go back and watch how clumsy I was. (laughs) But it'll yeah, be it'll, cool, it'll be like a rookie card content when some Paolo's worth yeah. you know, thirty billion dollars. We'll be like, I interviewed him yeah. when he was nothing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and this will be available to AFA members, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it'll be sent out to all the members. Um, so, will it be available to non-members? I, uh, it's not a question for me. I have no idea. No, that's. So, I haven't talked to like the marketing side of AFA or anything about how they're going to do their stuff. I've been working directly with, with Mike and Nick, um, yeah. you're out the best way to, to get the content to the masses in an easy way to digest because we're worried about, you know, just putting on maybe one at a time or something, because then people would feel like, and eh. there's an easy way to compare and contrast is just make it all on demand. You yeah. can go in and watch one, you can go watch another, you can watch another, pick up which one you want, book a demo from there. That way you come in educated. And you can know exactly what you're looking for versus booking a demo with four that may not even be a good fit, you know, so you yeah. can knock out a bunch of birds in one stone, watch them on your own time. Um, and so be best prepared for fence tech. Cause if you come to the floor on fence tech, you can get all the demos at one time of all the ones that you saw at the webinar. Yeah. So, you know, it should be pretty cool. So, you know, I'm an advocate for this. Like I've expressed that to every person in the software world. And I mean, because I've also been the receiver of demos and it's very frustrating to have to go out and try to find what you want. Right. I mean, I bet I've, I mean, we are, have been like looking into CRMs and all this stuff. And man, I bet I've watched a hundred different videos and gone to all these different websites and been through demos and everything. And it's just aggravating. Right. And I mean, me as a subscriber and as a customer, I guess, like I just get to the point where I get frustrated and I just sign up for something. I'm like, all right, we're doing this one. I'm tired of looking at it. We're just going with it. Whether it's the best fit for me or not, I don't know. But like, I just get to that point and I'm like, eh, I'm signing with this one. Let's go. And you know, a lot of times I think we wind up trying to put a square peg in a round hole because all of the information is not easily accessible. And so I think it's lovely. I think it's a great step in the right direction. And I think every person should go sign up for the AFA, go join the AFA if you're not already a member, simply to get this benefit. Um, I mean, I think you should be a member of all the associations, right? They're out there doing stuff for this industry. And I mean, they're not just sitting back and collecting a check and saying, thank you. They are actively doing stuff to promote this industry and to for the benefit of all the members. So, I mean, I think signing up for all of them is a great idea. But anyways, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this thing goes and see what it is when it's done. Very charged. I've never heard you be so emphatic about a thing. I know. That's awesome. You used the word lovely. I heard (laughs) I did. I did. It was weird. (laughs) I didn't really know what to put there, so I just rolled with lovely. You could have worked with delightful. There were some options, but, you know, lovely was good. I like the choice. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, I agree 100%. I mean, one of the biggest benefits you get 
like even if it's not a monetary thing, like the networking, the people you meet, the experts you can lean on, those resources that you gain from being part of these associations are insane. Yeah. You know, you, you'll start bumping elbows with hundred million dollar companies day one. And you're like, how did you do that? Cause that's what I want right. to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. and they're happy to help in 99% of cases. And I rarely just, see anybody who's like, I don't, nah, I don't want to. Just being able to pick up the phone and call someone. And I mean, even if you know what you want to do and just be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Can you tell me if this is a crazy idea? I mean, that's an amazing ability or perk or whatever just from that association and networking and all of that stuff and i mean i've seen it you know in construction associations in general in fact before i got on here i was on the phone with a guy i met through a local construction uh, association and i mean i was asking him some questions about some stuff and i mean that is what you get so are one of the things you get i guess so let let's uh you got anything else? Sorry, I was going to change subjects there. Oh, feel free to change subjects. I'm good. I'm just color commentating over here. I mean, we all just wing it, man. So, so you've, uh, as Zach pointed out, we we had you, <laughs> Alyssa. This is my wife. What a lovely bunch. Lovely. <laughs> See, that's gonna go because I mentioned it. That's gonna be your legacy now. You're the lovely <laughs> software guy. I'm the lovely guy. All right. Yes, well, lovely Dan Turbyville. <laughs> You should just change for the lovely fence show right now. You know, there's <laughs> not even any reason to keep powerhouse now that lovely's on the board. I, right. I've never in my life been described as lovely before today. So that's that's good. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone use the word in a while, to be honest. When you said <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> Wait a minute. What word did he just use? Yeah, he said that's lovely. Not, it, it was, not compute. Know, I had to mention it. Now we're five minutes into talking about it. So <laughs> all right. Uh, so yes. So we we we've decided that you are the official fence industry software guru, right? Um, so your your title at ArcSite is director of business development, right? Yes, yes, officially. I call myself the Swiss Army knife because I just do whatever job is needed. Like yeah, just yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good, man. Just uh. Point me in the direction you want me to go. Let me just get Give me it a done. task and I'll figure it out. If it's sales, marketing related, I'm sure I can figure it out. Yeah. So uh, how is it hard to talk about other software and technology without being biased? At first it was just because I was more worried about how my, honestly, like the people that write my paycheck, you know, pays our CEO, Mike's my right. boss. I thought they'd care, but they don't. They're honestly like, hey, like it. People come to us if it's the right fit. Do your thing. And I'm like, cool. So, you know, no, they're 100% supportive of it. And I've gotten better at it. Um, it's hard for me because a lot of the times, even when I'm being not ArcSight Justin, I'm just being Justin, people know what I'm where I'm from. So they'll feel the need to acknowledge that or bring it up or say, you know, oh, and you should check out ArcSight for a drawing thing. I'm like, you don't need to plug me here. You know, people will right. do that just as a way to say thanks for some of the stuff. But that's some of the, the most, I don't know if it's the hardest part about it, but it can be a little awkward to a point where like, I'm just like at, at Tony's thing, I'm not going to be ArcSight guy. You know, I'm just going to be Justin doing my thing when it comes to education. And I'll talk about ArcSight, just like I'll talk about everything else. But I try to remain well-rounded. At first it was hard because I didn't feel knowledgeable about everything. And I have a hard time speaking on something I don't know about. I just, it's yeah. not something I'm comfortable ethically doing because I could say something wrong and I didn't, I'm not like a fake it till you make it kind of guy who will just say stuff, you know? So th there's a lot of softwares that I avoid talking about. Um, 
in some cases because I just don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. You know, recently I've had the opportunity through the AFA and through everything else to really get a deep dive into everything. Um, I don't know that there's one out there that I haven't seen, interacted with, used, or had a demo of at this point. If there, if you, if you're watching and you haven't demoed me your software, let me know because cool, I will gladly add it to my repertoire of knowledge to share. Right. Start talking about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they talk about everybody. I mean, there's a, some softwares that are brand new. I had a guy named Drew get introduced to me through. I forget even who introduced me to him, but he owns a new software out called Reality Fence. It's an AR fence augmentation. I just learned about this thing last week. Um, yeah. It allows you to stand in a backyard and visually place real 3D fences in yards where they look real on an app. It's pretty slick. It's cool stuff. I didn't even know it was a thing. He called me out of the blue last week and said, hey, are you open to talking to a new guy? He has a new app. And I said, of course. So I had this whole meeting with this guy, hooked me up with a demo account. I made a fence around my own backyard in like two minutes. It was really easy. So I was like, cool, new thing I can talk about. You know, if somebody's looking for a way to add visual selling to their repertoire, there's a new app for it. That's all AR based, you know? That's really cool. And it's still in like the new testing type phases, you know? They're still, they just released it. I mean, just released it. But that just shows like, it, it makes me feel good because I was the first person they thought to call. You know, they'll just say, hey, call Justin, tell him about it, learn what he thinks about it. Then he'll tell others. I honestly called Tony Thornton and said, hey, Tony, hop on a call, check this thing out. Like, see what you think, you know? So then I start to spread it around because I want to know what real fence people think because I, I, my opinion, I don't always trust it as far as I'm a facts guy, not an opinion guy, but You're right. So I just learn about new stuff and I try to use it to, to broaden my knowledge base. And if someone says, Hey, I'm really looking for this, then I know about it. You know, and I can at least share it. You got called first because you're the official fence software guru, man. No, I was unofficial at that time. I just became oh, right, right. That's right. We just, just made it awarded him yeah. official guru title oh, today. Sorry. Yeah, so I've, I've become I've become unofficial. You know. Okay, because um, that was on your resume, you got to official. There we go. Okay, I'll add it. I'll add it to my LinkedIn. Um, and then you can go on there and like do write one of those little recommendation things. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever those are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then then it'll be real. Once it's on my LinkedIn and my resume, it'll be real. So. We've talked a lot about fence. Uh, you mentioned other industries. You give yeah. us a brief list of the other industries that you work in. Yeah. I mean, a brief list is hard because really anything you need to draw and eventually estimate. But our biggest other ones besides fence are foundation repair, basement waterproofing. We do a lot of site inspection work, security, concrete, asphalt, landscaping's big, gutters, um, pest control is huge for us. Um, a lot of stuff like that. So really anything to do with the site inspection and drawing. Okay. Pest control is an interesting one to me. Pest control became interesting to us too. Um, and it wasn't something we never in our wildest dreams were like pest control app was right. not a thing. We were like, what the heck? But what happened was a lot of municipalities, local governments, states right. even made it required to submit what are called digital drawings for any WDI or WDO work, wood destroying insect or wood destroying organism. So essentially termites, right? If termites detected, they have to submit those to the government and they have to do it digitally. There's not a lot of great digital drawing apps that draw professionally enough to be able to do that. So because of that, we caught wildfire and pest control because our drawing app is pretty great for mobile use and they're always doing it in the field, right? So that's where we caught wildfire there. And we recently went cross platform earlier this year where we support Windows, Android, everything now. So ever since we did that, it's just been a while. I'm trying to sell ArcSight on my show, man. He asked me questions. I answered. (laughs) Right. That's right. I'm, I love this. I'm, 
I guess I'm that's I was surprised at the answer, but I'm very excited by pest control drawing apps. I don't yeah. know why that's to be, fair, to be fair, I don't know how many pest control people are watching. I'm guessing it's not thousands. I'm uh, guessing it's zero. So <laughs> so yes, if I'm trying to sell it, it's uh, I might as well sell it to my stuffed stress ball nose. <laughs> or your dang toilet. Yeah, I got a toilet too. It's a little squishy toilet. That's where it should I go. Got, I got this from a pest control trade show. On it, funny enough, this was from a pest control trade show. Oh, <laughs> so Zach, you have some history in the pest control world. I do. do we talked about, about this, this early I on. I think this was my intro, like our first podcast. We did like an intro and part of my background story, which I think I would have not included, but part of my job history uh, contains um, ha- warehouse manager, production manager of a bed bug trap company. Ooh, fun. So, yeah, so that's about the extent of it. So we talked a bit about my my bed bug experience. <laughs> Alyssa gets excited about the bed I bugs. I don't find it to be that exciting. I <laughs> it's don't pretty fascinating. So, bed bugs are fascinating creatures, man. They go from one to a million in like a day. But no, we, I mean, a lot of people, true. like you asked about ArcSight and pest control, right? So if they're doing bed bug treatments in commercial facilities or hospitality, hotels, right. They've got to map out where all the traps are and everything. And they right. need so that's kind of where we fall into place. But yeah. Right. So we weren't doing treatment. We were just manufacturing the traps. Yep. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I never thought about pest control. Like, I don't know why I feel like they're probably a neglected industry from a software perspective as are well. Are they so. an industry? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, they're a pretty big one. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I no, just secret. Like, but it's one of those things that until you brought it up, I hadn't really ever considered the same the volume bug traps. Right, exactly. No one ever thinks about that. <laughs> so you so, think of you think of a fence company and the amount of estimators it has, right? You talk to an arrow or an orkin, they've got tens of thousands of estimators. Wow. So I mean it's just like it's a massive thing because I mean it's more treatment and service. The the ASPs, you know, are couple hundred versus tens tens of thousands like some other industries are but they're repeat business they're all service-based so they go back every month or every quarter and it's just constant recurring revenue so it's so it's also interesting to me that if you find termites you have to submit what some report or whatever to the government that's crazy yeah the, the national pest management association has a form that's called the npma 33 form that's probably the most wild widely accepted across the nation for all the different ones but each municipal like texas has their own that's completely different vegas has their own that's completely different southern california and northern california have different forms even though they're the same state it, it just depends where you're at everybody's got a different rule law and regulation it's just like synthetic turf there's certain areas like phoenix las vegas that are banning the installation of natural grass if you want to build a new property no grass for you so because of water usage because of water usage, you can do synthetic turf or you can have dirt or rocks so turf industry is booming in those areas and you know we adapt there too so i love dirt or rocks so Alyssa asked what is asp oh sorry uh average sale price average selling price whatever you want to call it um pretty much the average sale for a company so when I say ASP, I just meant like an average pest control receipt might charge a, a homeowner $500 a visit every quarter, whereas right. you know, fence average selling price would probably be somewhere in the five to $7,000 range if it's different. What well, it depends what it is, you know, yeah. it can be wildly different. So Dan, you're probably better to speak to what an ASP really is an offense than me, but <laughs> just depends, depends on the company. Sorry, yeah. you got to use lingo. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> sure. 
Well, it makes sense to the people it makes sense to, though. That's so, there's that. Yeah. See, so when you think about the stuff I know in fence, just imagine how dumb my brain is in every other topic of the world because I have to know arc site stuff for all of these verticals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be able to talk intelligently and you know about all of this stuff. So that's pretty impressive too. Yeah. So, which is a perfect segue into this question: Are you uh so are you a a similar guru? in other industries like you are in the fence software world i yeah i i think so um i mean it really depends i mean i got the synthetic turf council called me and invited me down to come do their speech at their annual conference in new orleans so i did um it just depends on what it is it, it we try to like retain the same branding everywhere where we just stick to be educational and that seems to work for us because everyone likes education and they know that we're not going to come and sales pitch everybody because right. that's not how we operate. So because of that, I've been able to sort of build that brand. Um, but yeah, I would, we do it at, you know, the national foundation, foundation repair association meetings, the NFRA, we do it pretty much everywhere. The BHA basement health association for basement waterproofing. Man, that's crazy. Just imagine having to know enough to be able to go speak at conferences in multiple industries. It's, like, it's challenging. And my, my wife loves it because I can't remember anything she tells me, but I can remember everything about all these dang industries. So right. she's like, how does your brain work the way it works? I'm like, I can oil even in water. Yeah, yeah, man. That's Dan's analogy. Yeah. Oil in water. Let's yeah. 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 So, you know, if you had a cup and you filled it up with oil, mm -hmm. right. So oil is the important stuff. Every time you add water in there, the oil gets pushed out the top side of the cup, right? So the more water you have in your cup, the less oil you have. So you want to retain all of that oil and keep the water out of there. Right. The oil right. being the useful. Right. Bits, which That's useful is kind of useful. a subjective turn. Yeah. It's really pertinent to my job, I guess, is kind of how we use it, I guess. Yeah. Whatever I decide is more important is the oil and I'm keeping it and you can keep your water. Yeah. No, every... Every Friday, I have to be terrified and go ask my wife what our plans are for this weekend, even though she's told me 30 times in the past few weeks that we have plans. I'm like, we have something tomorrow? Like, that's a terrifying question because it's always yes, and you should know about it. I told you already is the response I often get. My wife is listening, and I'm excited about the comment we're about to get for that. Men are all the same. Yeah. No, people people will call me and be like hey what's your plans on thanksgiving i'm like going wherever my wife tells me i don't that's 100 my wife plan to work until dark the day before and then right find out after that right I'll my wife is a real life superhero it's incredible all the stuff she can accomplish because she works a full-time high stress job she does uh, child support enforcement and mediations to between oh, nice. parents and about you know non-parents now non people going through a divorce and they won't agree. So to try to keep them out of the court system, she tries to get them to agree. So, you know, that goes super mm -hmm. smooth. Um, and then we've got multiple kids and they've got all sorts of stuff and she keeps, you know, everything in line. So true real life superhero. I'd be interested well, to hear some this, unconventional methods that she's used to get people to agree. Like, I, uh, ice, like I think ice cream would be a good one. I mean, if it's me, <laughs> but then again, I, this is, I tell you what, I'll sweeten the deal a little bit. We'll go right. to Ben and Jerry's after That's this right. if y'all sign off on this thing. Right. You we'll guys had an ice cream shop to yeah. discuss. You know, I'm like, yeah, because it's always something to do with the betterment of the kid, right? At the end of the day, like yeah. the goal is to get the best resolution for the child, right? right? And the parents are bullheaded a lot of the time and are just like, I'm not doing it because that person wants A, so I automatically don't want A. 
you know, even if Faye's the clear right choice. So, you know, it's a, it's a fun situation to be in. Uh, have you read uh, Chris Voss's book? What is Next, it? The Difference? Yep. Oh, yeah. I've read it twice. I might have it around here, actually. Yep. So, you know, how do you the, say uh... it in Italian? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's not even paying attention. Look, she's over there. Well, never Split the Difference is the best negotiation book you can ever read. I seriously believe that. So, um, I, I like the part in there. He talks about a study that was done to people that had some sort of brain damage that like messed up the part of their brain that produced emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those people were unable to make a decision about anything. They said that they could like logically explain the choice they should make, but actually making that choice, they couldn't do it because they didn't have emotion. So that, that was pretty interesting to me that no matter how objective and emotionless you try to be about anything ultimately your emotion is what's making the choice yeah and a lot of people only make decisions for one of three reasons you know it's pain it's gain or it's fear of pain either you're experiencing some sort of pain in your business or life you need to fix you feel like you can gain from doing something or you're going to do something now to avoid pain in the future other yeah. than that people are just like i'm not making a decision i'm comfortable with everything else and yeah. that book is when it talk, talks about mirroring and labeling and Mm -hmm. that if you read it you'll see me do all the time and you'll be like ah he's doing that thing again so yeah. if you read that book you'll learn half my secrets so you should read it <laughs> it's pretty cool i told zach a bunch of it every day i'd be like hey zach right. let me tell you about this book and he's like oh here we go again <laughs> the guy was the fbi's lead hostage negotiation for yeah. like international and large scale hostage situations so yeah. like the whole book is about like there's no meeting in the middle you either win or you lose and yeah. lose is very bad so yeah. you have to win 100% of everything. And that's what he teaches you how to do. And he went into Harvard and debated against their debate professors. And he, it's incredible. He just frustrated yeah. them beyond belief with his techniques. And they're, they're, they're like magic. I hate to We're say We're not it. talking about applying this to our marriages, are we? Is that no. what we segue? No, my wife read the book and it was really annoying for like two weeks after. <laughs> I'm being honest. You read it. And then she just, oh, for two weeks after she was doing, I was like, stop doing that. I know what you're doing. <laughs> That's all. It, it was funny because she did it constantly and she just knew she was doing it. And it was yes. really funny. That's funny. But I knew she was doing it too. That's the secret. That's why it's hard to sell to salespeople because we know what you're doing. I like how he says, if someone takes four hostages, you can't go to them and be like, hey, why don't you just give me two and you keep the other two and we'll call it a day, right? Yeah, that doesn't no, work. You have to win 100% of everything in every negotiation. So that's why it's hold the line on pricing. Don't do discounts. Like all of that stuff is is all in those tactics. And they're great. Never Split the Difference is an absolutely fantastic book to read if you're in sales. And yeah. or not. I, mean, I think it's just cool in general. Like fun to read. I don't, I don't get very many opportunities to negotiate with someone on a sale at all. And I still think it's neat to listen to. So uh, jo Josh brings up a good point here. He says, uh, you know, if we're married, we don't make any decisions. <laughs> yep, I was gonna pull it up in my uh, in my library because I have it on Audible too. Yeah, so you guys could see the uh, what it looks like. Oh, the book. Yeah, it's yellow and red. If you haven't seen it, so it looks like this. Yeah. Yep. I have the audiobook and the physical book, so you know that's dedicated. I have it. Do you guys know I, I know a person oh, who hold on Michael Kramer. Now we're gonna listen to it. Well, can't do that. <laughs> Three days of us listening to this. Right, now. That's right. I know a person who listens to audiobooks while reading a different book in, in hand. What 
Justin know, uh, Judy. So I, that's I the person. <laughs> two at a time. She listens to a book and physically reads a book. Wow, and that's crazy. She's read one thousand books this year. What? That's what she says. I, know, I don't know. That's, that's pretty cool, though. Just the concept's cool. Oh, Robert Whitaker at Magnolia Fence. He said he listens to the books on like two point seven five or three times speed. I do. I do one point seven five or two, but three is too much. They sound like chipmunks. I'm listening at one and I'm having a hard time while I'm driving, like paying enough attention to even know what this guy's saying. I feel like I need to be taking notes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting know. guy to talk about too. Robert's making a lot of moves with it. He's starting doing consulting work and yep. with all this purple theme out there. He's having a blast. So Pur purple so, coaching. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I mean, we're at an hour and like, yeah, I think we're good. We, we made it through, we made it halfway. So <laughs> halfway through what our talking points that you made? Yep, yep, yep. We made it halfway through. So really? Yeah. That's, that's not pretty good. That's better than I usually do. So. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot more in here. Maybe we can uh maybe we can convince you to come back on the show sometime and we can continue on down through the list of stuff here. I don't mind. It was fun. No, I'll do it anytime. I really will. I just I try to do my best to be ever present where where people can gain from me being there and i don't pretend to know everything or even most things but if i can share one or two things that helps then happy to do it will anybody be recording the panel at um whatever that show is called the shangri live at the winter fence forum one yeah i had that question earlier today someone texted me and asked that i just realized i never replied to them i should do that bad me but i don't know so i will ask but I someone asked me that really, earlier today too i think i would like to Mm. like embed that in this episode or have a link on our page to that. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll ask Tony. I don't know if it's being recorded or not. I know that it's a huge value for folks that'll be there, but I don't know if he plans to just, you know, put it out to everybody or if it's literally just a, an intimate experience for whoever's in person. Sure. sure. So Tony, Tony, figure out how to charge people to watch the recording. Oh, there you go. Yeah. People are paying to come to the event. So like there isn't some monetary value like to the information we're getting. Right. So figure out how to uh, charge people to watch it, record it all, stick it somewhere and let them pay to watch it. Yeah. You could chuck it up on all sorts of different hosting services and, and go from there. Like, uh, oh, shoot. What's that one called? It starts with a V. It's escaping me all of a sudden. It's a video recording. Like it's almost like a YouTube, but you can make it payable if you want to. Uh, Vimeo, I think. Vimeo? Yeah, Vimeo. That's the one. You could chuck it up on Vimeo, make it like even a couple bucks. I don't know. That's up to yeah. Tony. Tony's not one to really money grab anything. So right. I guess we'll find out what he does. Um, but it, if it's something that the larger audience wants access to and it's recorded, you yeah. never know. Well, just uh just remember where to send that 10% commission. <laughs> Straight to Justin Judy. So. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, I'll at least be like an educator on the content, right? So I should get at least a percent of it. Oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Now we got to start. But you'll be up on the you'll be up on the panel at some point. So right, that's right. right. So don't forget my royalties then. Yeah, royalties. <laughs> no, nah, man. You know, I'm a. I mean, I'm that guy where people call me and I'm like, uh, nope. Simpolo doesn't work for you. This software is not what you need, you know. And so I, I'm, uh, I try to be kind of like you. And I obviously don't know as much about all the different software offerings as what you do, but I know a decent bit about them. Yeah. And I mean, I have a lot of the software that's offered, 
And uh, so, I mean, I try to help people and like steer them in the right direction of where they should go. And a lot of times I wind up talking to people for like a couple of hours about other software and what we use and how we do things. And, you know, it's all just to kind of help the industry. So I think that's cool. And I also take the same approach. Like I was on the phone with somebody a week or two ago and they asked me about something. I was like, eh, I don't really know a whole lot about that. So you should probably do your own research and find your own information. I'd be happy to help if I knew, but I don't. So, And Dan, I'll just give you a, a shameless plug here. Um, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, Dan had a guy come in for a Simpalo demo and it wasn't what he was looking for. Not a great fit. And he shoved him over to ArcSight and said, go check that out instead. I think it's a better fit. So Dan and I, I can vouch for Dan saying that he will not sell. A lovely guy. Yeah. How lovely. Lovely Dan. So it's funny. I told Justin this. Right. And he didn't believe me. <laughs> so, no, no, he didn't believe it. And then like, I don't know, a month or two later, I remember we talked again and I was like, I told you I was going to. And you're like, OK, yeah, now I believe you. Well, other, other people have told me the same thing and they're like, yeah. And, and you know, right. that, they never will, because yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, sometimes you're just a competitor and they won't do it. Yeah. Um, but you did. And I was like, well, look at that. You know, yeah, yeah, and I, sure. we kind of felt that way, like at first coming into the industry, because fence is so different than a lot of the other industries. People are willing to do that and send people back and forth. Um, other industries, no, no, no secret sharing, no secret sauce. They won't tell you anything they're doing, no. grow their business. That's just like kill or be killed out there. So it's coming into fence was extremely refreshing. Be like, wow, these people actually like each other. This is weird. Uh, sometimes. So, you know, I got used to it. And it was it was proof that proved it to me because at first I was skeptical, just like I am with everything. I'm a very evidence-based guy yeah, yeah. by nature. So unless I see something with my own eyes or know that it works or from somebody I innately trust, it's not a thing until I can prove it out. So I try to okay. not speak uneducated about things. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give you a hard time. We Anytime have some good relationships with fence companies outside of a hundred mile radius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's like this old school thing where people used to not get along. You know, it's oh, kind yeah. of in that. So the new thing that's happened over the past few years is everybody's kind of started realizing that, like, I think we even, can be better if we all collaborate. I think even internally, stuff. we've experienced some of that. Yeah. Here at Memphis Fence Company, yeah. like some of the employees are kind of like, I don't know why y'all are giving away all the secrets or. Right. You know, kind <laughs> of. a. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I, I kind of made a joke earlier when I was talking to that contractor I was telling you all about that I, I know through a local association here. And I told him, I was like, you know, none of the local fence companies want to talk to me about Simpalo at all. And they're like, no, you can't know what we're doing. I'm like, you're getting invited to the same jobs as me. So like, what am I'm not right. going to go I see there. you when I go to the job site right. to bid the job. So, I mean, and there's no secret sauce, man. Like the, not anymore. Everybody knows how to bid jobs. Everybody knows what, what? the margins need to be. I want to call them. I want to call them. A couple of companies call, just, call the locals up and be yeah. like, Hey, what is really going on? I'm new to here, guys, so <laughs> I don't really understand if there's some old bad blood. And well, they're probably listening. Well, if they made it this long, talking crap about you right now. Well, well, hey, local people, if you are listening and you do want to talk about Simpalo, I promise I'm not going to look at Dan's see a lovely guy. Let's be friends. Yeah, I can't even see what they're doing. That's the well, funny thing. Well. You got anything, Justin, that we missed or you really just have to say or anything? I think we're kind of winding down. And No, no, I feel pretty good. I'm excited for I'm a huge college football fan and things have been going good for me lately. And 
got our, our championship game coming up this weekend. So, you know, just if there's any Michigan fans listening, go blue. Um, but other than that, no, that's all I wanted to get out there. Cool. Completely unrelated to everything fence. Uh, no, we, that's good. I think that's good. We wore our blue in support. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you looked yeah. around my room, there's go Michigan. Justin's team. <laughs> right. Whichever yeah. team he said. Go, the- go Justin's sports team and or college. Yes. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, man, I hope you get feeling better and get 100%. Yeah. You're yeah, doing pretty and shiny. I apologize. That's just oh. me having a fever. No big deal. You're holding it down. You didn't ex- uh, exhibit any like dust. I didn't pass or out or anything, so that's a win. Or stammer over your words. You're oh. you're doing pretty good to present yourself still yeah. sick and all. So if I start stammering over words, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have trouble. I actually just did. I didn't even say stammer. I said stammer. See, that's how it's, I know it's time to go to bed. It's only 7 p.m., but I'm old and sick, so it's about bedtime. Uh huh. Well, man, thank you so much for joining. Um, looking forward to seeing you at Fence Tech. We didn't ask. I'm assuming you'll be at Fence Tech. Yeah. Uh, so I won't be at the Winter Summit, but I'll yeah. see you in. Somebody has to stay here and pay the bills so I can go travel around. Yeah, that's right. I can't go to all of them. So, man, thanks again for being on the show. Place too. The Fence Tech in Nashville should be a blast. I've been to Nashville plenty of times for work, different things, but this is the first time Fence Tech's been there, and it's it's a great city. A lot of fun. Yeah, so I think it was – so Fence Tech was there in, what, 2014 or 15 or something like that, but – so it's it's been a little while. I don't know if it's been there since then, but it is Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, Nashville's a cool place, man. It's grown a lot. They call it Nash Vegas now because it's like right. a live Las Vegas strip. Yeah. And it's intense. Walking down Broadway in Nashville now is crazy. Yeah. It's it's fun time. Say it'll the be neon lights are bright on Broadway. Yeah. Different Broadway though, but you know, it applies. <laughs> hey, they're very bright on this Broadway now. It might be more than the Nash, more than the original Broadway. We'll see. Right. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. Well, I, appreciate you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, everyone man. for listening. Thanks a bunch. Everybody. We'll talk about getting Justin on for part two. Right. Thanks for tuning in. You guys make this thing happen. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.